0: See, the amount of money that Hunter Biden has received from our adversaries in Russia, Ukraine, China, and the Middle East, I think they're going to be concerned. We need to come together and stop the radical agenda
1: of Joe Biden and the Democrats who've been running our government the last two years, who've given us the border that's no longer a border, who've given us record inflation, who've given us record crime, and who've given us $5 gas. Those are all accurate. Uh, Jim Jordan, James Comer, following a huge win for Republicans in the House yesterday. They're running around D.C. this morning. All I do is win, win.
0: No what, money on my mind, I,
2: can I feel like I'm exaggerating a little bit. I think a lot of us thought we were going to play that song last Tuesday and really celebrate and. I don't think anyone's playing that song this morning. What Would we get 218? We might get a couple more. Yeah.
1: <laughs> is it a, a hollow victory? Listen, you gotta. Uh, you, you take what you can get. Congressman in California, he wins re-election. That's the one that put tars over the uh, over the edge in the House of Representatives in Washington D.C. I don't know what the uh, what the mood is. Um, it's like you, you take what you can get, man. Even if it's just a little bit, we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> take it. Red Ripple which sounds like a drink you'd buy at a gas station <laughs> in the bad part of town uh does this excite you at all it's, it's good wins a win yeah
2: yeah i mean at least we have something to push back on joe biden with um and i wonder it, it it's more interesting to me to see who's gonna play the middle and who's like in the house gonna be a little bit of like a joe mansion like who's gonna be the real power players that emerge because the the majority is so narrow that i think it it potentially it creates an opportunity for folks switching parties you know or switch you know on certain issues to become very powerful
1: like one of your mantras is it's what you're going to make of it whether you're a a presiding commissioner in cole or boone county or you're in the house it's what you want to make of it like with a lot of things uh in life it's great uh that's, I, I don't know, except to say I'm passionately, um, okay, this is a good thing. Uh, and before we move forward, Defensive Marriage Act, uh, moving forward in the Senate yesterday. And again, I think this, my take is a lot of folks are like, uh, okay, I think the bigger story, which is really upsetting people is who voted for it. Because we got to look for some kind of reason to be upset about something. And we can look at some of the folks and how they voted, including how one U.S. senator from the state of Missouri uh, did on that. Before we do that, I do want to mention, uh, I I want to bring in a different point of view on Donald Trump uh, really quick on his uh, speech the other night. Listen, it's it's. I don't want to say it's a mass exodus, and I know people get upset. Well, quit talking trash about Trump. Not. Not talking trash. I think reflecting what's really going on, even the Missouri GOP is starting to back off a little bit. Eric Schmidt. U.S. Senator-elect, current attorney general, asked the other day, I think twice, you know, are you going to support Trump's uh, run for president in 2024? Basically didn't answer the question. So it's this is a universal thing in the party. This isn't just a little radio station here in mid-Missouri criticizing Trump. It's not what we're doing at all.
2: Well, and I think if you really were, you know, a, a Trump person in 16 and 20, right, you want, you still like... Personally, you want what's best for him, and I think Nancy Pelosi is going through something similar today. She's getting a lot of calls. She's got to decide. You know, is this the time I step aside, or am I going to just keep going forward? And you know, for her, it's like, well, we we you know didn't get the red wave, so it's kind of a win in my book. Like now would be a good time to kind of pass the torch and not go down in flames. And so, from from my perspective, you know, I don't want to see Trump lose a second time, and that be his legacy. I, I also want what's best for the party, and so, but. You know, liking Trump personally and, and knowing how fun 16 was and everything else, I just don't want this this to be like his legacy, right? And so I think you can be a Trump supporter and and still not think he should do this in 2024.
3: And he'd still be tough to beat, Stephanie. Oh, um, yeah. He, he'd be tough to beat. We have to keep one thing in mind. Um, and despite what you keep hearing in the national media, the I mean, the Republicans took, took control of the House. Right now, it's fifty to forty-nine in the Senate. I mean, they're and they've got a, a runoff coming up. Um, I mean, they they they're in a pretty good position. But Stephanie and you are correct in that, especially in that House, if one or two members break and go on a certain issue, or if they don't show up, or if somebody's sick and they can't whip the votes. I mean, it depends on if they all vote together. And whoever's in either party that votes with the other party will immediately become a pariah. Um, the, you know, and get targeted for defeat in the, ne- in the next primary. It's just, it's, it, I just see gridlock gridlock well, for two years and which is
2: that a bad thing
1: right now and i think that's why this is important if you're a casual observer of politics if if you're new to the ball game because over the past since the tragic events of january the 20th of 2021 you've seen your bank account dwindle you're 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 doing things differently because of what's happened since joe has become president why this matters with republicans controlling the house the democrats they they don't have carte blanche anymore and they don't have the gavel yeah that's that's Dude. that's why this matters. Uh, Mike Huckabee on Fox regarding Trump. The construct of the speech is pitch perfect. If he keeps on like this, he is unbeatable in 2024. Nobody can touch him. Not a Republican, not a Democrat. So that's Mike Huckabee saying on Fox. Yeah, I thought this the the speech the other night was great, and want to highlight one more person from Fox saying, "Man, this was great what Trump did the other night." Different point of view on this, although I don't particularly agree. I want this stuff to be true, believe me, I do. Uh, but I just um, I ain't feeling it, man. Pete Hegseth from Fox News.
0: It's a forward looking speech that recognizing the disaster of the last two years. This looks yeah. like Trump in in as good a form as you've ever seen him. And I think if he stays on message <laughs> the way he did tonight.
1: Uh, <laughs> And here's what says it all. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, Wake Up Mid-Missouri, when Pete Excess says, this is as good as we've ever seen Trump.
3: Howsworth looking like a puppy dog going, <laughs> what are you saying, Marsh? Yeah, I, I mean, don't it,
0: understand.
3: It, it, yeah, you just never you never know. I still think for for the base, especially the base, especially in our listening audience, he's very popular with a big part of our base. I do think the, the speech... Um, probably went uh went over well it there weren't a lot of uh, compared to what we've seen before a lot of volleys um thrown and of course he still is capable of doing that but i you know i still think that i think people who uh, who underestimate him do so i mean he's I would not underestimate him. He's still going to be very tough to beat in a primary and in a general.
2: But the speech is best described, I think, as lackluster. And I don't know that I've ever used that word in relation to Trump before ever.
1: It was (laughs) Pence-esque. Vanilla. (laughs) Vanilla. Welcome to the show. Uh, Wake up mid-Missouri. That is Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Mr. Brian It's Good to see you. John Marsh is here. Yes, sir. My name is Brandon. Rather glad you could be here. Defense of Marriage Act. Uh, This... This whole thing, this has spurred my fear, as I think a lot of things are in, in life. But following the, uh, the abortion ruling earlier this year, folks said, oh, no, they want to do away with interracial and gay marriage and all that stuff. I don't see it. The so Senate pushing through a bill that would protect same-sex uh, marriage gains bipartisan support yesterday. I think, the, in my mind, bigger story is the Republicans that voted in favor of this. I get the sense most people are like, I, whatever. Now, context I haven't been married for almost twenty years, okay, uh, and I have been married twice for a combined total of three years. Stephanie Bell, on the other hand, almost fifteen, almost fifteen oh. years. Defense uh, w- whatever. I don't care about the paperwork uh, in, a, in a marriage. I care about the uh, commitment. But uh, U.S. Did anybody hear how the Missouri U.S. Senators voted? Marsh. How did they vote? Right. Holly said no.
3: Roy Blunt said sure here's here's something else i think is very important to note we talk a lot about people evolving and let's go back bill clinton he was against same-sex marriage barack obama president barack obama candidate obama against same-sex marriage lots of republicans um were against as well so it's it's that issue has evolved but it wasn't all that long ago 2004 I'm not talking about 1974, 2004. This issue was on the statewide ballot. And as I recall, 70% of Missourians said no to same-sex marriage now as i recall stephanie it was non-binding but it was on the ballot um and governor holden at the time did not want that on the november ballot turned out he ended up getting beaten the primary by claire mccaskill anyway but as i recall it was 70 percent of missourians said no to same-sex marriage i tend to think that number would be different today I think that wasn't so too. all that long yeah. ago though uh, times change right but again, that's we're, we're not even talking two decades ago. We
1: evolve or we backtrack <laughs> another U.S. Republican senator voting in favor of it. Rob, speaking of evolving on issues, Rob Portman from Ohio. He was for years adamantly against same sex marriage. And then guess what caused him to evolve or change his mind? His son came out as gay. And all of a sudden this elected U.S. Uh, this U.S. senator, Rob Portman, said, oh, now it affects me. Okay, this is my... Now I am okay with gay marriage.
2: Yeah, and I think, I mean, overall as a movement, I think, you know there are many more people who are living an openly gay lifestyle and many more of us have openly you know have friends and family members who are gay and so it's it's become uh and as as it's become more public and as i've seen my you know people in my life get married and i think people are just like okay i well, think this is fine yeah
1: and and i remember like back when it was, at ruling, was it the scotus ruling was 2015 2014 when they said yeah gay marriage is okay i remember at the time it was Uh, The bet was it was going to not be it wasn't going to be who's the next state that's going to allow gay marriage. The bet Mm -hmm. was who's going to be last?
2: Well, and when you see like 50 50 percent of heterosexual marriages ending in (laughs) divorce, you're like, hey, maybe, you know, maybe we should, you know, allow people to just marry whoever.
0: And I remember when the the big decision went down with with you know with the Supreme Court. I remember the Cole County Recorder of Deeds at the time was Ralph Bray. And I remember talking to Ralph and said, "Hey, have you seen any gay couples come in?" But he was like, "No, no, and we're really waiting for them." And the first ones came in, they made a big media deal about it and took
1: pictures and everything, you know. And it was just kind of business as usual. Remember how. And I don't feel like I'm exaggerating. There are a lot of very staunch conservatives, 2014, 2015, like, oh, my God, Gamer, the world's coming to an end. We're going to fall off the face of the planet. And yet here it is, November 17th, 2022. We're still here,
2: yeah, and I think the balance is you know you want some you want freedom on the religious liberty side, right like so if you If you have uh, truly held religious beliefs, you know you don 't want to be forced to support something that your religion is against, and so I think there were were some tweaks to the bill yesterday, I think, to try to make sure that you know um, that religious liberty was protected um, and again, while you know you might personally believe uh and not want something for yourself or something for someone else you know whether or not other people should have the freedom to do whatever they personally believe i think are two separate questions and
1: as long as i have the freedom if i'm a let's say i i go resort to my second career as a as a a baker you know i used to bake cakes back in the day but if you want me to come and do (laughs) okay (laughs) rum cakes right (laughs) uh don't make me make a cake for something I don't want it For whatever reason, whether it's a gamer, whatever it is, don't make me do something like that. Coming up, 710, this is very important, what's happening in mid-Missouri right now. There's a lot of big, good, positive news from one of our local universities, uh, Lincoln University President. John Mosley joins us at 710 to talk about some of these impactful changes on mid-Missouri. And then I'm excited to uh, welcome in Vlad Sajin. He's a Mizzou student. He is from Ukraine. He's been here, I think, about a year and a half. He joins us 735 this morning to kind of give us that input from somebody who's thousands of miles away from their homeland, wondering on a daily basis what's happening. Coming up. We'll have better choices come 2024. Former VP Mike Pence a little measured when asked about 2024, the 2024 presidential race following Trump's announcement earlier this week. That's getting us into today's Daily DC Rundown with Stephanie Bell.
2: Pence said voters are looking for new leadership. He also said uh, when he was asked about whether Trump was to blame for the last week and Republicans' losses, he said certainly the president's continued efforts to relitigate the last election played a role, but Each individual candidate is responsible for their own campaign. And my question is, but are they, though, really? Like, when we look at, like, who's at the top of the ticket, I mean, what they're saying is Lee Zeldin in, like, New York carried a bunch of House members across the finish line, even though he lost. I mean, you are really impacted by who's at the top of your ticket. So I'm not buying that, Mike Pence. Yeah, that's some
1: strange strange theory.
2: Really, so Republicans did officially win control yesterday uh, with two hundred and eighteen seats uh, there 's still a number of uh, seats out um, apparently that 's the narrow we 're expected to have the narrowest majority since the uh, in the twenty first century rivaling two thousand and one when we only had a nine seat majority, so the people in the middle are going to be very powerful um in the meantime we're still paying attention to the senate that runoff is coming up really quickly uh in the first week of december um republicans have at least publicly stated that we're all joining efforts together to uh help herschel walker
1: across what are we 19 days out december the 6th and then like 38 days from christmas by the way just throwing that
2: out there why georgia would you want to do that to yourself and extend your election season for one month i have no idea also we will be hearing from nancy pelosi today uh one of her staffers tweeted out yesterday Uh, She will make her decision and let us know. She did say that she's been getting uh, tons of calls from colleagues, friends and supporters, but she didn't say whether or not that was you should stay or you should step aside. Um, I think probably a little bit of both. But if if she goes down at base, if she says, you know, I'm going to step aside, I think there's a domino effect among Democrat leadership and and there'll be probably a fight for what goes next. I'm
1: being serious here. I try not to be mean. I try to be honest, but I'm I'm shocked at the fact that. She has friends. She just, <laughs> seriously, right? she, she just strikes me as one of those just unlikable people. And furthermore, in that story regarding that NBC reporter who talked about uh, the police report suspended by NBC, suspiciously quiet. Another thing that we are working on for you this morning.
2: Also, uh, the uh, Defense of Marriage Act, which does protect same-sex and interracial marriage, uh, got a vote yesterday. It needed 60 votes to move forward, so it hasn't technically passed. That'll happen later this week, uh, it's suspected. But um Effort from the Russian Federation to do so.
1: Vedant Patel, State Department Principal Deputy Deputy Spokesperson, talking about what's happening in Ukraine. Negotiations is really bombs and firepower. Uh, right now between the two countries uh, and the sooner that conflict uh, and this is a small democrats said well the reason gas prices are so high it's all because of russia and ukraine and i'll go back to well part of the reason why that's biden's fault nato said it's biden's fault that putin invaded ukraine when he did we have it on record we've played it numerous times uh But that is not the only reason. So the quicker that situation gets resolved, maybe a little bit of relief. And I do hope you'll join us 7:35 this morning. a student at MU from Ukraine. I think he's been here for about a year, year and a half. He joins us 7:35 this morning. Kind of more personal insights. I can't. Can you imagine? Let's say if like you were in Europe and you're abroad, you're going to school, you're doing whatever, and you know some crazy war breaks out here and you've got your family and relatives and you're trying to rely on cell service and internet service to communicate with what's going on and you can't be with your family you can't be there can't imagine here Vlad stories coming up 7:35 this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri Welcome into the show Stephanie Bell Howsworth is here Brian Howsworth I should say Stephanie Bell Howsworth <laughs> <laughs> Howsworth is here There's Mr. John Marsh My name is Brandon Rather. something we could do for you 874-9390 874-9390 Anybody John you remember what you were doing When you were like 13 years old Heck mm-hmm. Nothing too exciting I guess <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I'm trying to be
0: third string on the ball team.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think when I was 13 it would have been the early 80s and I was just a kid doing in school doing what my
2: parents told me yeah I think I had like a bedazzler I think I was like bedazzling (laughs) a a jean vest or something I was really into crafts yeah really yeah how about
1: that Howsworth? what about you what were you doing when you were 13 years old where were you what were you doing
3: I was focused on school but uh, a big Cardinal fan and I do remember watching the Cardinal games on Channel 5 in St. Louis they were all on Channel 5 Mm -hmm. in those days all of them and turning the sound down and doing the play-by-play in, in front of the television set. I remember doing that. I love that story. Yeah. That's how Brian Halsworth is with us here today mm-hmm. on Wake Up
1: Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and 1045 News Radio 950 KWOS. One 13-year-old kid uh, in uh, Callaway County, according to KRCG, here's what he was doing. Mm. Allegedly stealing a car, leading deputies on a high-speed chase. Dumping the car as uh as authorities chased him through the brick district. He bails out of the car, takes off on the cops give chase. Thirteen years old. Driving a
2: car, I would have I would have yep. never made it. Thirteen and, years old. And
3: driving through the brick district again, there's a lot of there could be people walking through there, there could be pedestrians. It's just uh yeah, I, I saw that uh, story. Obviously, we don't have a name, and in, in, I don't expect that person. It'll be a, a juvenile case, clearly, um, so we'll we'll not get a name. We probably won't learn much more other than what they have just said there because that'll go straight to juvenile court, which will be closed. But it is uh, it is concerning. Yeah. And I get this vision of, like, a, a kid, 13
1: years old, like, sitting on a phone book and and long like foot pedal adapters or something while leading Callaway County law enforcement on a high speed chase.
3: In a stolen car. Yes, Yes, the car was, the vehicle was stolen.
2: How old were you when you uh, took your dad's car out from the house? Brandon?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I started
1: at, uh, at 15 and then I quit doing it one time. My dad had a 1970 Dodge Monaco. This thing was a battleship marsh. And it was brown, and it had four doors, and it had vinyl. Looked seats. like a cop car. It looked like a cop car, man. This thing was massive. And at <laughs> night, I would take it out, you know, and you would be real quiet, and you plan everything out. One night, I'd been out gallivant, and I come back home about four or five o'clock in the morning, and I turn the engine off in neutral, and I rolled into the driveway, turn everything off, and I get out quietly, close the door. <laughs> And then I walk into the house, and I'm doing the tiptoe and everything, <laughs> walking through the kitchen, nobody's there, tiptoeing up the stairs, and get into the room, and you know how when you get away with something from your parents, you're like, "Woo! <laughs> made it, yes. And I remember the next morning, getting up, coming downstairs, my dad's sitting there, Henry, <laughs> he's reading the pay, reading the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, probably reading the sports section. <laughs> and he says, he says, hey, good morning, how are you? I'm good. And he says, uh... Did you take the car out last night? No. Of course not. He's okay. He says, I guess the uh, the paper boy came, lifted up the car took the newspaper and stuck it under the tire all by himself. <laughs> and I never took the car out. Um, Busted. <laughs> Busted.
3: <Yes>. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> never did that again. Uh, did, uh, by the way, Hickman High School, what's happening uh, What's happening there? I want to cover that, but first, let's chat with Willie, 874-9390. Willie, welcome into the show, man. What can we do for you?
0: Hey, how y'all doing today? Excellent. Good, good. been a while since I called in. Uh, no, I was just going to just to elaborate a little bit, or uh, kind of tell my story, I should say. I kind of did something similar to that young man there in Calloway. Uh, I was about 16. actually just got my license, and I, I kind of borrowed my uncle's truck. And y'all, do you remember that old uh, Shenandoah song? You didn't know a bored-out Ford could go so slow?
1: Shenandoah, the country band.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he had this old Ford. It had a 302 in it, straight pipe four out 40 over pretty pretty slick truck i tell you what it did not outrun that radio
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you lead did you <laughs> Willie? did you really lead a yeah. uh, police on uh, on a chase
3: yeah yeah i did wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, 16. and what? i won't tell you what else i was doing there too I
0: i might have had a few adult beverages in me
1: <laughs> uh but don't I have this secret desire, and I love law enforcement, but I've always thought, and I don't know why, maybe I'm weird, but I've always thought, wouldn't that be fun to see if you could outrun law enforcement? In your car, wow! <laughs> yeah, oh, it's luck. You just can't outrun the, lo- the radio. <laughs> you can't outrun the radio, Willie. We appreciate you checking in on the radio here this morning on Wake Up Mid Missouri Hickman High School Columbia. What happened there? Apparently, <laughs> yeah. there's going to be actual <clears throat> law enforcement there this morning, and yeah. this is parents. And you know, if you're when you have kids in school, Steph you got kids in school, you know what it's like. Anytime there's something happening at the school, no matter how serious or unserious it's perceived to be, as a parent, you're like. What's
3: happening, man? Yeah, and and Brandon, you're absolutely right. I did uh, check in last night with uh, uh, Michelle Baumstark, the CPS spokesperson, and a letter has been written by Mary Groupie, who's the principal, Brandon, at Hickman High School. We don't have a lot of details, but what we know is that somehow a graffiti message was scrawled or written on a bathroom stall wall that included a possibility of a threat to campus. That was investigated. The students found it immediately or soon thereafter, took it right to the uh, uh, officials at the school, which is exactly what the school wanted them to do. They don't believe it's a credible threat. That said, they want to make sure everybody feels safe and there will be extra law enforcement presence. So you're going to notice that they're not saying how many, but I'm sure to be very visible this morning as you get in. The biggest thing I think we should emphasize is that authorities are very appreciative of the students who came forward. But we have had students at Hickman who have continued, this is straight from the principal, um, Ms. Groupie, they're spreading rumors and escalating the situation on social media. And they don't know exactly because I, I can't find these posts and I don't know if they're on a certain channel. You know, I don't see them on Twitter, et cetera. But the bottom line is apparently they are escalating it. And what they want these students to do is stop it. And they're saying if they hear something, to report it to an adult, warning that making a threat or spreading rumors about a threat can have serious consequences for the perpetrators. So this letter, if the parents got it, it's important to read it because the students who are spreading these rumors, according to the principal, they could face action. Kids. Do we know what was
1: written on the bathroom stall that's got everybody freaked out right now?
3: We don't. They're not being they're not being specific on that. I did check. It's just a graffiti message that include the possibility of a threat to the specifically the Hickman campus that's probably part of the investigation i don't think they're going to release it but it was enough that concerned they've brought in the police department um the cps has a district safety and security office they've been brought in school staff immediately i mean they did everything they followed the proper protocols etc we just you know just to be on the safe side they're going to have a good presence over there i
1: didn't know because i I was a kid. That's what you did. You you got your sharpie and you wrote in the bathroom stall. Hey, for a good time, call so and so. But we didn't we didn't go and, and report it and have cops come out. Uh, it just I just didn't know
3: that that was still a thing in schools. Apparently it is. Yeah, it is. But that is um, we you know, and we haven't had a whole lot. Thankfully, we had we kind of had a threat um, a couple of weeks ago at Mexico, if you remember, and. Um, that one they took very seriously, yeah. and I take it there were serious actions to the student who was, who was caught because they basically they issued a vague statement that led me to believe that um, the per- per- person was either suspended or expelled. In this case, it's going to be hard to find out who did it because it was on a stall, but it is under investigation for sure.
1: Well, we do have a text from uh, a listener, and I, I hesitate. I don't know whether or not to relay this stuff on air but we've got a screenshot. Thank you for that. By the way, 874-9390 is our text number. You can always reach us there. And by the way, we do uh, our best to uh, respond every text whether it's on air or actually text. I will say this if we don't respond, uh we're not ignoring you. Seriously, if I can humble brag a little bit, we wake up mid Missouri seriously. If I'm exaggerating stuff, tell me. We're having a because Mike, yeah. We're having a hard time keeping up because because of what you guys have done here, and,
3: and you, and you, and, uh, you, and what if i What are they yeah. saying though? I'm curious. Okay, the, here's what
1: it uh, what it says. This is just a text. I can't verify, but apparently, sure. this is a screenshot of what was in the restroom stall at Hickman High School. It says, uh, real sloppy writing. It's not real neat or anything. Uh, I'm gonna shoot up the school. F- Thursday I'm tired of people and that strikes that strikes a little bit of an emotional chord Whoa, there that last I'm tired of people does that strike you emotionally marsh Yeah for sure Yeah that's so that's a little different now that's a little different again this is according to what a listener has sent via text
3: That's and again according to a listener and again that the, the graffiti and they're being vague on on the and I get that from the principal but I do think it's important to note that in the 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 biggest thing for students out there, the young people that are listening, and we know there are a lot of them that are, make sure if you see something like that or something else, let the principal or let the teachers know because that's who you need to know as opposed to talking about it on social I'm glad that person sent that but yes, they will definitely have a a law enforcement presence over there this morning and Dr. Yearwood and the staff take it seriously It's cold right now,
1: it's not even 20 degrees Uh, We are going to warm up way warmer today than what it was yesterday, almost Here and to heed from my cold dead hands Charlton Heston Probably one of the most uh, just remarkable. The response when he said that at the convention regarding uh, for the NRA, Charlton Heston, longtime leader of the NRA, and it's kind of interesting because his son over the years has talked about his father uh, in that phrase, and he said, you know, a lot of folks forgot in recent years prior to his death in two thousand eight that he had a pretty distinguished Hollywood career. Uh, the guy was in uh, uh, the Ten Commandments, and he had a voice almost. Is rich and milky as John Martius Didn't this guy have one of the best voices ever, man?
0: He was pretty, pretty classic actor. Even even in the the latter years with some of his
1: sci-fi movies like one Omega Man and Soylent Green and all that stuff. Soylent Green, what a. Uh, It's people. People. And that was almost like one of the uh, original, even though it wasn't M. Night Shyamalan. It was kind of an M. Night Shyamalan ending before there was such thing as an M. Night Shyamalan uh, ending in that movie Soylent Green, Steph. If you ever get bored on a weekend when you're not lawyering and radioing and being a a parent and a wife.
2: And driving a trolley. And
1: driving a trolley in Jefferson (laughs) City, in the downtown Jefferson City area. Oh, sit down with the family and watch Soylent Green.
2: I'll, I'll put that on my list. Uh, and then there was a scene, there was a,
1: a movie that Michael Moore, a filmmaker, um, very progressive, liberal, idiot filmmaker, he did the movie Bullying for Columbine, went to talk to Charles Heston, and basically he ambushed him. Now, the story is, and there's differing accounts on what happened, but basically the story, he, he ambushed uh he ambushed charlton has hey i want to talk to you about the nra and this was really before michael moore was really famous people didn't know you know how progressive he was and how much you know he was trying to put out a point of view remember michael moore is the same guy who did the movie fahrenheit 9-11 uh so that gives you some uh gives you some context there but he was being interviewed charlton heston i think this was 2002 and he gets, he just gets laid up by Michael Moore. Do you want me to apologize? Me to apologize yeah. to the people in Flint? Yeah. or the people in Columbine for coming. So he sat there and he's talking to him. And says, do you, "Do you want to apologize to those people?" And Charlton Heston was like, "What the, what the hell are you doing, man?" His son, uh, over the years, has said it basically because of his involvement in the NRA. That ain't real popular in Hollywood, despite the fact that just about. Well, a good portion of the movies in Hollywood have guns and all that stuff. They don't like you to really support guns. We just want to make movies about guns. He said his dad was a victim of cancel culture, well, before we ever came up with the phrase cancel culture.
0: Yeah, that was, wasn't that called Bowling for Columbine? Bowling for Isn't that Columbine. Isn't the name of the movie? And it won, I don't know if it won.
1: Documentary, a, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and it won, um, it won an Oscar or, or something uh, like that. And it was just Michael Moore going around portraying his point of view and everybody ate it up like oatmeal. Oh yeah, this is, this is uh, great stuff. November 17th, 1871, the NRA. Uh was founded by the Civil War Veteran Union officers. And according to the NRA, the association, when it was founded in 1871, because remember, that was entrenched in the Constitution about a 100 years earlier, you have the right to bear arms. You have the right to do this. And in 1871, folks said, hey, um, we should be an advocate for that uh, quote to promote and encourage rifle shooting on a scientific basis. Basis. Welcome into the show. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and 1045 News Radio 950 KWOS. Coming up a little bit after 7 o'clock, 710, John Mosley, Lincoln U Press is here. There's a lot of exciting things happening uh, at Lincoln University. And this is impactful stuff that's happening here where we live. Then coming up 735, Vlad Sajan. He's uh, an MU student. He's from Ukraine. I think he's been here uh, about a year or so. He's here to share his story, what that's.